Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What a delight it is to welcome you into the Fairways of Life show. This, our first show of 2023. I am Matt Adams. Dominic Scarano, Andrew Ray are behind the glass. We've got so much to get you up to speed with since we were last together. A lot of changes that have taken place in the world of golf. The world rankings have shifted around. We've lost yet another legend in Kathy Whitworth passing away. We're looking forward to honoring her, as well as hearing a lot at the end of the year from Tiger Woods, not only letting his club speak such as it was, but early on he wasn't able to do so. Remember the plantar fasciitis sidelining Tiger at the event he hosts, The Hero. So we start today's show with Tiger Woods, talking about the status of his game, talking about the status of his body. Well, it's uh, it was a tough decision just because I want to play. Um, I like playing. I like competing. But unfortunately, I can hit the golf ball and hit it whatever shot you want. I just can't walk. And so I've had a few setbacks during the year um, that I still was able to somehow play through. Um, but this one, I just can't. I just uh, only time can heal this one and stay off my feet and um, just get a lot of treatment done. I can hit golf balls. It's the walking that just hurts. So that's just a, something that when you got plantar fasciitis, the only thing you can do is rest and try and stretch that out as best, as best as possible. But it's rest. I mean, how do you rest when you're hosting a tournament? Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard. So uh, this will be a tough week. Um, the Father's Son will be a very easy week. Charlie will just hit all the shots, and I'll just get the pus out of the hole. So pretty easy there. Um, but other than that, and the match we're playing, and we're flying in carts, 12 holes. So. The goal is to play just the major championships and maybe one or two more. That's it. I mean, that's physically, that's all I can do. And I told you that, guys, you know, the beginning of this year, too. I mean, that's, I don't have much left in this leg. So um, gear up for the biggest ones, and hopefully, you know, lightning catches in a bottle. And I, I'm up there in contention with a chance to win, and, I rem- and hopefully I remember how to do that. Uh, but... Uh, you know, giving myself a chance to get out there again. Uh, I didn't, as I said, I didn't expect to play three majors this year. We were hoping for just the, the British Open, but I was able to get two more in there. So that was a big positive. Well, I love competing. You know, I love, I love this sport. Uh, I've been playing it for most, well, basically all my life. And, um, you know, actually I've been a pro for more than half my life. So if you look at those terms, you know, I've, I've been a part of the sport and I've loved it. Um, it's just unfortunate I'm not able to do the things that I, I feel mentally I can do. The body just kind of rejects it. Now, when I was at home, I was shooting four, five, six, seven under par like it was nothing. But I was in a cart. Now, yeah, I had walking and that, that goes away. So I need to get to where I can, that, that point is where I can actually walk around and, and play that way like, like all of you guys can. I just... I'm not able to do that right now. Quite a bit of excitement from people when they heard that Tiger Woods said, well, you know what, when I am able to use a cart, I can hit shots as good as anybody else. And we saw some good shots, not a lot of them from 
any of them, maybe JT at the match, but you could see that Tiger was capable of generating power. He was able to hit it. It's particularly a long way off the tee. I was very impressed with seeing that. The swing looked good. Obviously, the swing has changed over the years from Tiger Woods, and those years are starting to creep up on Tiger. Now 47 years old, his birthday just a few days ago. And of course, as you could imagine, players far and wide and, and others, fans, celebrities alike, uh, were sending Tiger Woods happy birthday messages at 47 years old, including his buddy JT that was speaking for the world when he was calling him the GOAT that is Tiger Woods. Now, as you heard Tiger Woods talk about the major championships that he's going to gear up for, hoping to capture, as he said, using the phrase lightning in a bottle, here are the majors for 2023. Of course, the Masters uh, in April. The PGA Championship will be held back at Oak Hill in Rochester. The golf course is going to look different than the last time that we were there when Duff Daddy won it because they've done some work on the golf course, thinned out the trees, etc. So I'll be really curious on how it looks to the eye and how it looks in the television screens for all of you around the world. The U.S. Open, equally as compelling to me because it's at the L.A. Country Club, and it's going to be a much more intimate affair because of the size of the grounds. Only 22,000 souls allowed on the grounds during the tournament proper. Uh, it's the first time for the L.A. Country Club that they'll be back at this stature since 1948, the place that Ben Hogan has known such success. The Open will be, of course, at Royal Liverpool. And if you remember, that was where Tiger Woods showed us another masterclass, of course, strategy when he won his Open at Royal Liverpool. That was the first win after his father had passed away in a major championship. And remember all the emotions that he had in winning that one. Later on in the year 2023, in the men's side of the game, of course, it will be the Ryder Cup taking place about 12 miles outside of the city of Rome. Uh, and really looking forward to that at Marco Simone. Uh, I, I can't even imagine what the whole feel is going to be like, given the, the fact that Rome will be the backdrop for this Ryder Cup. Now, speaking on the men's side of the game, on the women's side of the game, the Solheim Cup will be taking place in Spain this year, just before the Ryder Cup. So we're going to get an absolute feast of team competition uh, around the world. On the American side, uh, it will be Stacey Lewis as captain for Team USA. And Stacey is the youngest captain in the history of the Solheim Cup. Now, you're going to get plenty of Solheim Cup over the next couple of years because of COVID. That's the reason why those two events are literally on top of each other. One one week and one the very next week uh, coming up at the in September in the fall. But in 24, the Solheim Cup is going to shift back to the even years. So we're going to go Solheim Cup, Solheim Cup, which I'm really looking forward to. That'll be a great deal of fun as well. On the women's side of the game for the major championships there, uh, the Chevron Championship will be taking place just outside of Houston at the club at Carlton Woods. This is the first time that it has shifted away from uh, the playground of Dinah Shore, and so there's been a lot of emotion associated with that, as you can very well imagine. The KPMG Women's PGA Championship will be at Baltus Roll. This could arguably be... The greatest year in women's golf in terms of the venues combined. And I know that's a big statement because they've had some good ones, including Muirfield and, and St. Andrews, et cetera. But they go from Baltus Roll to the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. 
I just think that rotation alone is absolutely massive. The Avion Championship coming up in France, of course. And then the AIG Women's Open will be taking place at Walton Heath. And Walton Heath, of course, at Heathland uh, Golf Course is one that you are absolutely going to love if you haven't had a chance to see it before, uh, whether pictures or perhaps uh, uh, Shell's Wonderful World of Golf or wherever you consume uh, some of your golf courses you're going to be amazed at how beautiful this place is. And then, of course, as I mentioned, you've got the Solheim Cup coming up after that. Now, as to the men's side of the game, to jump back out with the other side again, you heard me mention at the open of the show the fact that the world rankings have shifted. Now, it was before we had our holiday break in the Fairways of Life show, Rory McIlroy ascending back to world number one. It was after his victory at the CJ Cup in October. It was his ninth time once again ascending to the top of the world rankings the first time that he did it was back in March of 2012 so for Rory McIlroy to be back up there again uh, the last time that he was was July of 2020 for Rory McIlroy so Rory had a chance to talk to the proficiency that he's had particularly of late get these stats in his last 15 starts alone 12 top 10s 10 top fives, three victories, and only one missed cut. So this video coming in just after his victory, securing the race to Dubai, quality isn't great, but we still get to hear from world number one. You know, I feel like I've uh, probably signed like a broken record, but, you know, it's been eight years since I've won a major, but I feel like I've done everything else there is to do in the game since then. Um, you know, as I, I, I've won three FedEx Cups um, since winning my my last race to Dubai. So, you know, I've, I've done a ton of stuff and um, like all I can do is keep my head down, work hard, play the way I've been playing. And, um, but, you know, as I said, like I've, I've been really encouraged this year, like how I played in the majors, how I started, how I kept myself in them you know, that, that's something to really build on for, for next year. So, um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing achievement, you know, an achievement I haven't been able to, uh, accomplish before. And, um, you know, I've been able to win this, win this tour rankings and, and finish the year as world number one, but, but, uh, to, to do it in America as well. Um, it's, uh, yeah, like it's a, it's very cool. You know, I keep saying that, you know, I'm, I've, been a pro now for over 15 years and to still try to figure out ways to to try to accomplish new things is uh you know that's that that's what keeps me coming back you know i still i feel like i'm i'm healthy you know i'm 33 and i i feel like my body's in 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 as best shape as it's it's ever been and um you know hopefully it's just clear road ahead and you know keep keep on keeping on I don't know, but hopefully I can just keep my scoring average the same or, or, or better than, than, than what it is right now. But um, I guess all I can really do is focus on on not just keeping this level of golf going, but, but trying to build on it and trying to see if there's any incremental improvements I can make uh, going forward. But, um, you know, I said in the, in the interview just after today, you know, I, I feel... Like if my driving's not on one day, I feel like my putting will bail me out, and I feel like if my my putting's not on, my my iron play will bail me out, or if you know my iron play's not on, my short game will will you know. So 
I think I, I used to rely very heavily on one or two aspects of the game where, where now I feel like I'm, um, I'm pretty efficient in all areas of the game and, and that's, been a, that's been a huge thing this year. I think um, when you know that you're a good putter or you know that you're going to hold your fair share of putts, I think it takes pressure off uh, your ball striking. It feeds the whole way through. You don't feel like you have to hit it quite as close and then off the tee... You know, you don't feel like you have to, you know, you don't feel as under pressure to hit fairways to then hit a green then to give yourself a chance. Like, I feel like if you're a good putter, it can sort of, it can free up the rest of your game. And, and that's how it's felt this, this, this year. All right, Roy McElroy addressing the media after his victory. Remember, he won both the FedEx Cup and the race to Dubai. In the individual event, he ended up finishing fourth. John Rahm won the individual event. And we have sound coming up. From John Rahm as well, speaking to his expectations given what he has recently accomplished. On the women's side of the game, there has been changes in their world rankings as well. Look how compelling these rankings are. Lydia Ko sits atop back, she too, back at world number one, just in front of Nellie Corda. Remember, Nellie Corda had the abridged season because she had the blood clot in her left arm. Think about the way that this is setting things up for 2023. Let's take a look at the major championships once again in 2023 on the women's side of the game because, as I was saying to you, and I'm reiterating, that's why I'm jumping back to it, why I think that it may be one of the great seasons for majors on the women's side. I mean, Baltus Raw, you can't deny, but if there is a national golf course for the United States, kind of this, the, the, symbol, the image of golf in the USA, wouldn't it be Pebble Beach? And they're playing the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. I just think it's absolutely fantastic. And world number one, Lydia Ko, over the holiday break, yes, the festive period saw her become betrothed. She is now officially married. There she is, world number one, ready for her big day. Congratulations on the recent wedding of Lydia Ko. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. We are so proud to be associated with the number one golf retailer in all of America. Cannot wait. In just a couple of weeks, we're going to be heading down to their annual summit, and it will give us an opportunity to show all of you guys all of the new product that will be coming out in 2023, including stuff from old Callaway and TaylorMade and Titleist and more. You can check out everything that you could possibly want for your game of golf at any one of their more than 50 big, beautiful stores stretching out from coast to coast or online at PGATourSuperstore.com. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up right after this. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. 
Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. It's as easy as 5-2-3. Doesn't get any easier. This Houdini soul is like magic. When you just need to launch it. I wish more of my pro-am partners had these. I wish more of everybody had these. Because golf is hard. So make it easier. Make it 5 2 easier. If there was a trophy for the most forgiving clubs, these would win every year. You want to talk about winning? You know he knows a bit about that. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time. Do you feel where you are in your golf swing? Transition plus four point two inches. Length of back swing fifty point three inches. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Absolute delight to have your company from wherever you are joining us today. We are super pumped for everything that is before us in 2023 on the golf side of the game. Now, when you look back at 2022, would you agree if I said that 2022 was probably the most turbulent year in professional golf? And I note it as professional golf for a reason. The reason why I personally make that distinction is that you know, every time I'm doing a broadcast or doing an interview, people talk to me about the, the, the game of golf and they talk to it like it's embroiled in, you know, this massive controversy, et cetera. And I always like to pause and say, well, wait, wait a minute. You got to separate the different elements of the game of golf because golf as a sport is healthier right now than it has ever been. Yes, it was prompted certainly through what happened at COVID and in, in some cases people rediscovering the game and other cases people taking it up for the first time. They like being outside. They like the camaraderie. They like the exercise, et cetera, all the things that make the game of golf great. So the game of golf at large is booming. Where the game of golf is facing these turbulent waters, however, is at its top tier. We're talking about, yeah, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and, of course, Live Golf. Live Golf has already announced some of the events that they're going to be hosting in 2023, and some of those venues, interestingly enough, are venues that formerly hosted PGA Tour events. We're talking about places like the Greenbrier. We're talking the same thing down in Mexico, etc. So, With that, 
The question is, do you believe that 2023 will in any way see this settle down? And what I mean by this, it's an all-encompassing term as well, because there are multiple lawsuits between Live and the PGA Tour, back the PGA Tour to Live. There is a major court decision coming up next month in the UK that will determine if golfers from Live, as they currently are, are allowed to play on the DP World Tour, formerly called the European Tour. But next month, we'll find out if that's going to be a more permanent position therein. So there's much that is still going on. On the 20th of December, the Masters made a major announcement relative to how it impacts Live players. And this from Fred Ridley, chairman of the Masters, and I'm quoting and reading directly from their statement. From its inception in 1934, the purpose of the Masters Tournament has been to benefit the game of golf. Each April, the Masters assembles the world's leading golfers to compete for the green jacket and a place in history. It provides a stage for fans to experience dramatic moments of competition at the highest level and promotes the sport domestically and abroad. Through the years, legends of the game have competed and won at Augusta National Golf Club. Champions like Gene Sarazen, Byron Nelson, Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, Tom Watson, Jack Nicklaus, and Tiger Woods have become heroes to golfers of all ages. They have inspired some to follow in their footsteps and so many others to play and enjoy the game. They have supported the sport and thus all who benefit from it. They have shown respect for those who came before them and blazed a trail for future generations. Golf is better because of them. Regrettably, recent actions have divided men's professional golf by diminishing the virtues of the game and the meaningful legacies of those who built it. Although we are disappointed in these developments, our focus is to honor the tradition of bringing together a preeminent field of golfers this coming April. Therefore, as invitations are sent this week, we will invite those eligible under our current criteria to compete in the 2023 Masters Tournament. As we have said in the past, we look at every aspect of the tournament each year and any modifications or changes to invitation criteria for future tournaments will be announced in April. We have reached a seminal point in the history of our sport. At Augusta National, we have faith that golf, which has overcome many challenges through the years, will endure again. Wow, that statement from Fred Ridley from the Masters. And there's a couple things there that, that I find personally compelling in this statement. The first one is the third paragraph. After he talked about the legends of the game and the way that they have inspired so many, and I'm going to quote it again. Quote, regrettably, recent actions have divided men's professional golf by diminishing the virtues of the game and the meaningful legacies of those who built it. That first sentence, I'm not done yet, there's a second one. That first sentence, is Fred Ridley saying that the Masters as an organization is not happy about what has happened in the development of Live? Is he saying that he's not happy about the fact that golf's major leagues, if you will, the three as I define them, if you please, are suing each other, that there's legal action taking place. I'm just curious what the diminishing of the virtues of the game and meaningful legacies of those who built it mean. I'm really curious about that. 
the second sentence was, although we are disappointed in these developments, again, developments are left undefined, uh, our focus is to honor the tradition in bringing together a preeminent field of golfers this coming April. Uh, personally, I love that, that the Masters is allowing people who are qualified to play to play, just like uh, the Open is going to do the same. If you have earned the right to be there, in my personal view, you should be competing in those events. Now, Tiger Woods addressed this matter at some length when he spoke recently in terms of should they be allowed to play what impact has Liv had on the PGA Tour? Uh, I think that the arguments that people make that Liv has actually benefited the PGA Tour and those that play in the PGA Tour is one that has merit as well. But let's find out from Tiger Woods what his thoughts are and a myriad of questions that were asked about where the game of golf stands right now. It's always good to have competition in the sport. And um, obviously Liv has, been, has changed the ecosystem you know, of our of our game. Um, I remember orig- this is originally that the Akron event, the Bridgestone tournament was supposed to be the payment of players for playing on the teams. You're not gonna get paid for being on Ryder Cup or President's Cup team, but here's your payment by playing in Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. Obviously that changed quickly. Um, but yes, there's been some ebb and flow, some give and take with the players and the commissioners and their staff, and um, I think this year more so than any, than any other time that we've had the the openness to be able to talk to our commissioner and say hey, these are things that we want to get better on the tour, um, and here's a list of them in in, in priority too. And uh, Jay sat through a lot of these meetings, a lot of the conference calls, and with Rory and I um, talking to him too as well. Uh, we've I think we made some great changes. Um, but how do we also re- replenish the players that have left? It's obviously giving more opportunities for players that are coming into the game that are younger, uh, collegiate or amateur, more access to it. Um, the game has gotten younger, period. Mm-hmm. And the guys are winning majors in their mid, mid- early 20s. But also we want to get younger kids coming in here and playing the game of golf and, and experiencing the tour and experiencing what it's like to play major championships and hopefully win them. No, absolutely not. No, we we took out an enormous loan um, during the pandemic um, in which that if if we had another year of the pandemic, our tour would only be sustained for another year. So we took out an enormous loan. It worked. It paid off in our benefit. Hence, we were able to use that money to make the increases that we made. We don't know. No one knows. Um, Right now, it's there's a lot of animosity. especially from their, their leadership. And uh, they want to be a validated tour uh, with world ranking points and they're, they're buying up tours around the world. And um, I, I, don't know, I don't know what their end game is. I, it might be just, just being an official um, member of the golf ecosystem and being recognized with world ranking points. I think that's where their intended goal is. Um, I, you know, they've spent probably what, close to $2 billion this year. Um, Who say they can't spend 4 or $5 billion next year? You know, we just don't know. It's an endless uh, pit of money. But that doesn't necessarily create legacies either. Um, you want to compare yourself to Hogan. You want to compare yourself to Sneed. You want to compare yourself to Nicholas. Um, you can't do that over there, which you can on this tour. There's no willingness to negotiate if you have a litigation against you. 
So um, if they both have a stay and then have a break and then they can meet and figure something out, then maybe there is something to be had. Um, but I think Greg has to go, first of all, and, and then obviously the litigation against us and then our countersuit against them. Um, those would then have to be at a stay as well. So then, then we can talk. We can all talk freely. Well, the, the message is that we can't compete dollar for dollar with, with PIF. Just, uh, we just physically can't do that. But what we can do is, is talk about um, better opportunities for younger players getting onto the tour and what it means to play the tour, how important it is, um, how important it is to have a legacy, um, be able to win major championships. Uh, as of right now, we don't know where the major championships stand on this. So if you're a, a tour player, you already know that you're in major championships, you're in the top 50. So, okay, that's a guarantee, but the other players don't. Uh, they're taking a chance of never, ever, ever getting a chance to play major championships. And so where does your legacy stand there? You know, I went on a, went on a tour, made a lot of money, but I, I never got to win any tournaments that are of value um, that would put me in the Hall of Fame and th things of that nature. Um, so, yes, there, there was a lot of talk of that and ways in which we can increase purses, um, reward players that are more visible than others, um, that, that drive the tour, uh, reward them, and also give better access to the tour at, at different ages and in different ways that we ever have in the past. So it was, it was a long meeting. A lot of different options were, were put about, and we all had to think about it, sit back, and then we've had many subsequent meetings, um, FaceTime meetings, trying to figure it out and make it better, and we also worked with the tour to try and make it better as well. So Tiger Woods on comments about where the game of golf stands right now relative to all of this. So that initial question that I asked you in this segment, do you think that 2023 will be less turbulent in the professional ranks? Mm, I don't think so based on what uh, Tiger Woods was saying. I think we've got a ways to go before this in some way finds its path and settles down however it's going to settle down. I mean, you look at it, even amongst players, there is disagreement. I, I, would, I would say dissent. I guess that's a, a, that's a fair word to use. But uh, recently, Matt Fitzpatrick, in an interview with Sky Sports, said that he wants players from Live, namely Sergio Garcia, to be able to play in the Ryder Cup. So we'll see how that plays itself out. Remember, the Ryder Cup on the U.S. side is controlled by the PGA of America, who controls the PGA Championship, who we do not know their position yet relative to allowing players who would otherwise be qualified to play to, to play or not to play because they're associated with live. I happen to think of the four uh, governing bodies of the game of golf, if you please, those that run the, the major championships. There's more pressure on the PGA of America than there is on any of the others because of their association with the other governing bodies. So that will be fascinating to see how it plays itself out. On the European side, the European Ryder Cup team is controlled by the DP World Tour. That is the former European Tour. And they're right now, what, a month away from, a little more than a month, uh, from a court decision as to whether live players will be allowed to continue to play in the DP World Tour. They're currently allowed to play because of court action. So there's going to be some acrimony there to begin with, and they run that Ryder Cup. So I'm just illustrating to you how there is complexities through and with all of this. We will be back with more of the Fairways of Life show coming up in just a couple of minutes. DeWiz Golf is an amazing 
wearable technology. I keep one near and dear to me right here. I wear it as well because this can measure your golf swing in real time and space. Remember how many times you hear a feel isn't real? We've all heard that forever, right? Well, this will tell you exactly where your golf swing is. It will train you of exactly where you want your golf swing to be. You can use the app. There's all kinds of data that you can get back, and that's why so many prominent golfers are adopting this amazing new technology. You can as well. Just log on to dwizgolf.com to learn more. More of the Fairways of Life show after this. I guess hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one gives you feedback in real time. Do you feel where you are in your golf swing? Transition plus four point two inches. Length of backswing fifty point three inches. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Are you ready? For golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana and Golf Week's best you can play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's best you can play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. This is the first Monday, our first broadcast of 2023. Absolute delight to have your company. Uh, Dominic Scrano is behind the glass. So, Dom, how did the holiday period go for you? You had what? I think you had everyone in the, in the Scrano family in your abode. 
Uh, we did. Yes. We had a lot of people. Too many people, to be honest. Too many. <laughs> and did you make we them had... some of your culinary delights? Of course I did. What kind of question is that? Of course. I, I may have accompanying photos, if Andrew's ready, for some of the food that I cooked. Although, if I'm being honest, I don't know if I want to share this stuff. Some of these things are secrets, trade secrets, wow. Matt. <laughs> I understand. So, so what are we so, looking at here? That is the regatta mixture that goes into my family's lasagna recipe. Regatta? Now, what is in that mixture? Did you just say regatta? I will never share with you. Did you say regatta? Yeah, it's a type of cheese. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of regatta. I've never heard of regatta. Regatta. Oh, is that what you're doing? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. All right. You're, so you're that's, that's the, that, you're that, that and like then I the end, this goes into the lasagna. Uh, Andrew, go to 146 there. <clears throat> that is. Looks like a meatball. Uh, it's complicated. I knew you were going to build it up into something more than that. It's not a meatball. It is. It's not. It's a slice it's not, of heaven rolled into it. It's a, not just a meatball. Okay. But that also. At one point in time, will become an ingredient in the lasagna, of which the final product is this. Andrew, that's 144. Obviously. That's your cue, Andrew, for his, his glory. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so, was that a record, pizza? Is that offend you if I say that? Is that? That's not a pizza. I know it offend him. <laughs> We're canceling the rest of the shows for the year. <laughs> one show in. All right, so uh, this here, actually, I did not make this. This is a coffee cake, this next oh, thing preview. that Let's my wife what, made. what you got coming up. Who made this? My wife made that. It's a coffee cake. Ah, come on, that looks real good. Rebecca did that? She might, be, she might yes. be better at making food than you. It's possible. Unlikely, but possible. Look, and then this next thing, this is the big thing that we did on Christmas Eve. Uh, we can leave this here for a couple seconds for me to explain. My wife's family makes homemade pierogies. From scratch. If you don't know what a pierogi oh, is, it's, yeah. a, it's practically the Polish national dish. It's essentially mashed potatoes and onions inside of a dough. Sort of a giant ravioli, if you will. And they make, we make it completely homemade. The dough is, is homemade from scratch. You get a bunch of the potato mixture from scratch, and you build it all in. And for the first time ever, Matt... Mm-hmm. We made them yep. alone. My wife and I made them alone without that her parents dangerous. for Christmas Eve. It was dangerous. It was very dangerous for various reasons. But it was a success. And what you're seeing there is the finished product uncooked. That's the fresh dough, filled pierogies. That was our. That is always our Christmas Eve meal. Oh. And we made, I think the final count, Matt, each one of those is hand-stuffed. 127 we made. What did you put in the middle there? It looks, like, it looks like honey or jelly or something. In the middle? What are you talking Can't about? Stop. Oh, he's looking in preview. Stuff? All right. So, so that's Christmas Eve. Now we'll go to, this is what I made for Christmas Day. This is Christmas Day dinner that I made. Now here. you're talking. That looks good right, All right there. That is a sous vide filet seared afterwards. Okay. You sear it afterwards to get the browning, and I sear it with a bunch of herbs. That sauce that is on the plate with the beef, that is just a pan sauce. A nice, clean pan sauce, 
a little bit of wine, a little bit of marsala, just some garlic, whatever. Up there in the top in the middle, looks like it's got a crust on it. That is a potato gratin. Layered mandolin sliced potatoes and onions with, I put five cheeses in there. The recipe calls for all kinds of stuff. I totally changed the recipe. That's a Dominic special right there. And then next to that, what you have is you have red wine sautéed mushrooms. Okay? Cook them down nice and sweet. It's delicious. Some herbs, some garlic. It's got everything you want. And then right there on the bottom left, next to Matt's Twitter handle there, you see that? So that right there, oh, that was the best thing on the table. Best thing on the table. Isn't that the shrimp? Roasted, hot honey, bacon, glazed, roasted Brussels sprouts. Unbelievably delicious. (laughs) Absolutely. What a meal. Uh, This is the last thing I'll say. A person at the table, there's a lot of people at the table. It's like 14 people to 15 people at the table. There was a person at the table, okay, that went on the record at the end of the meal and said, this is the best meal I've ever had in my life. That really happened. I'm not making that up. May, may I ask you who this person was for credibility? No comment. And it wasn't me. It was not me. Yeah, but you have, Although you I was have pretty two happy. kids <laughs> under eight years old. So No, no. The kids didn't eat any of that. The kids wanted pizza and hot dogs and all this other crap. Are you <laughs> kidding me? They're not going to eat the good stuff. Love it. We ate the Absolutely. good stuff. The adults ate the good stuff. Absolutely love it. Uh, I do want to ask you one quick question, Dom. So give me a quick answer on this because we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes. Give me a quick answer. Okay. I know. I know. Dom, Dom's like, give me a quick answer. How could you say such a thing? Uh-huh. 2023, in the world uh-huh. of golf, what uh-huh. are you most looking forward to? Oh, I can't answer that. I've never been more excited about a golf season. The live golf thing, throwing a wrench into things, the fact that they're going to have to live together throughout the year, and the fact that we know Tiger Woods is going to play some golf, even if it's just a handful of events. Roy's number one again. And you've got these young guys waiting in the wings that are going to break through this year. I mean, Sal Torres had two runner-up finishes in a major. And he finally got over the hump and got a a tour win last year. You know he's going to have a huge year. JT is obviously on his way to another age. Rory's going to play well. It's just going to be – Spieth seems to be on the other side of whatever his head problem was. He seems to have it figured out mostly. (laughs) But he should be playing pretty good. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be quite a year in golf, I think, Matt. Yeah, I th- the thing that I think is absolutely fascinating with all of this is that given what's happening with Liv being on the scene now and the fact that the major championships, at least for 23, we don't know what they're going to do down the road in terms of qualifying. And because Liv's currently not getting world ranking points, what will happen with some of those players in terms of being inside of the top 50 or 60, depending upon what we're talking about, et cetera, where will they stand for 24? We don't know the answers to that. But as far as 23 goes, I think with all of these machinations going on in the world of golf, that the major championships will once again become more important than they ever have been before. Think about that for a second. I mean, obviously, the majors are always the, the, the highest pinnacle that the game of golf is judged against. But because you've got players that are from leagues that are being barred from participating, et cetera, et cetera, they can compete, as far as we know, in these major championships that we're talking about so far today, namely the Masters with the statement that we read for you earlier in the program. We heard from the Open as well. So through all of this, think about it for a second. 
the majors are going to become even more important? Could they possibly be? Yeah, they're going to become even more important because they're going to be the place where all of the top players in the world, regardless of where they stick a tee in the ground week in and week out, will be playing for the same prize. It will be absolutely fascinating, I do believe. As I mentioned to you, we're super pumped about the season that stands uh, on the doorstep for all of us. Remember, the play gets underway at the Century this week. We will have sound coming in from the Century Tournament of Champions out in paradise, and I think it's perfect that we open the season in Hawaii where most of the country, most of the world is kind of settling in and under a blanket for the cold winter months that are before us, and yet we get to see an incredibly beautiful place to inspire us all. 17 of the top 20 players in the world are on hand this week. We'll go through the details. Rory is not one of them, which means he is skipping his first elevated event. He can't skip the rest. We'll talk about all of that uh, in the days ahead as well. So thank you for joining us for day one, show one of 2023. Always a pleasure to have your company as we start year number 16 of the Fairways of Life show. Until we are together again, folks, goodbye for now.